Hello and welcome to the Horizon Church podcast. We exist to see lives transformed through Jesus and are located in the heart of Surrey, BC, Canada. To find out more, visit us at horizonchurch.ca. We hope this message blesses and inspires you. Good morning. Here we are. Uh, you're wherever you are all around. I'm just going to go online onto the Facebook feed or the YouTube feed, one of them, see where everybody's coming from. Uh, Shanda mentioned it already, but I think many of us are uh, in a space of feel like we've had enough of COVID, social isolation, and all that kind of stuff. But let me encourage you to continue to uh, not grow weary in it. It's uh, We've seen the flattening of the curve, and it's been a really good thing to see. Uh, it's helped a lot. But these strange times are driving many of us to strange things. Uh, maybe, uh, we I think we've talked about it before, about COVID cuts, where that's uh, where, or a COVID color, that's where you get someone from your house, or maybe your spouse who has never cut your hair before, or your husband who has never colored your hair before, or maybe you yourself are thinking to cut your bangs, all those kind of things. How many of you have had a COVID cut or color or are thinking of it? Give me a thumbs up in the feed. I want to see who's been doing this already. A COVID cut, a COVID color. Give me a thumbs up. Anybody? Nobody. I'm on. It's fun. We are not doing it in our house. I'll wear a hat. I'll do something, but I'm not going to get Shanda to cut my hair. That's my statement today anyway. But we're continuing uh, to experience the challenges of everything in our lives and in our world being disrupted and changed in such a dramatic way over these last number of weeks. Uh, some things we could anticipate, some things we could not anticipate, and it, it's bringing us into a space uh, where it's challenging us. I don't know if it's challenging you, but it certainly is me uh, at various times uh, in the past week or so. Uh, there's been moments of irritability, moments of not doing so well emotionally, moments where I was frustrated with people, with situations. Uh, maybe that's you. Maybe your marriage is experiencing pressure. Maybe you're uh, a college student that is frustrated at having to go through and trying to do assignments virtually and all that that entails. Every one of us, no matter what situation we're in, whether we're a high school student, whether we're a senior that can't go out, whatever our age, whether we're a frontline worker, in every situation, every one of us is experiencing disruption. Business owners, employees, people losing finances, everything is being shifted and challenged and changed. But it, over these last while, how many of you have been feeling the pressure at times? How many of us have been feeling the pressure? I know I have. I know many of you have been feeling the pressure. But it feels like we're shifting a little bit right now. The last kind of, I was talking with a pastor friend of mine, Doug Lassett. Uh, many of you would know him. He pastors in Denver, Colorado. And we were talking about how it felt like we needed to get to Easter and get through Easter. And then now it's, we're settling into a new normal. We don't even really know what it is, but it's a new normal and we're shifting but I don't want to just go through this and just survive I want to come through stronger I want to come through uh, more loving I want to come through more like Jesus I want to come through in a better way than I've gone into this season uh, when I was young uh, grade 
10, 11, 12, I would run a 100-meter dash. That was the, about the only sport that I ran or did anything. Uh, and I would come down to the coast for what was called uh, our Accelerated Christian Education, ACE, student conventions. Uh, we had no track where I was in the middle of the winter. I grew up in the interior. And so I would get my winter boots on, my winter jackets, and, and early in the morning while it was still dark, I would train and I would run back and forth with all my heavy gear on training because I wanted to be fast for a sprint. And a sprint is a great thing because it's over and depending on how fast or how slow you are, anywhere from 11 to 14 or 15 seconds. I got pretty quick at it because of, uh, I, I was kind of built that way for a sprint and I liked that short uh, burst, that short, and you knew it was over really quick and you'd be done and it was yay. And it was fun. And then when I was coming close to my 40s, I thought I want to do at some point a marathon, a half marathon, I should say. No way would I do a, a marathon, but a half marathon. And when I started to run a half marathon or train for it, I should say, I can remember going where I was running for just three or four minutes and I was winded and I was like, oh my goodness, how will I ever go 21.1 kilometers? This will never happen. And I knew that I had to grow my capacity I knew that I needed to grow my endurance. I knew that I knew, needed to grow my strength if I was ever going to go long, if I was ever going to make it in the new season that I wanted to step into. Sprinting would not, the way I trained and the way I lived sprinting would never work in a marathon or a half marathon. And how we've adjusted so many different things and how we've had to change and all that. We're settling into what is a new normal that over the next 6 to 12 months, we still don't know what it will look like. We still don't know how we're going to do life and, and how our economy will go. And, but how could we go through and not only endure well, but come out well, come out strong? How are we going to keep going on in spite of the difficulties that we face each and every day. How can we hang in there? How do we keep standing? Is it possible to continue to not just survive, but to come through thriving? Normal things help us understand spiritual things. And often in the scripture, they talk about natural things, stories and different analogies to help us understand something spiritual. And uh, what one of the images that's often used in the Bible of to represent our lives is a tree. Old prophets used it in the Old Testament. Jesus even used it to represent how we live and how we grow. And we're going to look at today one of the ancient prophets as we start a new series called Growing Forward. Growing Forward. We're not going forward. We're growing forward. And one of the old prophets named Jeremiah, he prophesied about six, seven hundred years before Jesus. And he was called the weeping prophet because he cried a lot. Uh, he might have cried because for about 40 years he preached and not a lot happened. Not a lot of people turned. Not a lot of people saw uh, uh, something good happen because they responded to Jeremiah. And Jeremiah uses this story and he says, warning people, cursed is the one who trusts in man, who draws strength from mere flesh and whose heart turns away from the Lord. That person will be like a bush in the wasteland. They will not see prosperity when it comes. They will dwell in the parched places of the desert in a salt land where no one lives. But blessed is the one 
who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him, they will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when heat comes. Its leaves are always green. It has no worries. In a year of drought and never fails to produce fruit. It never fails to bear fruit. What a contrast. Isn't that a story of the reality of life? There are seasons when things are going well and things are happening in a way we wish they would happen and our family is good and our finances are good and and life around us is good. And then there are seasons, which we're all in the middle of right now, seasons of unsettledness and seasons that might bring lack and seasons that will bring challenge and seasons that even seem to shake us to our very core. It's... All of us have experienced them. It's very rare that we're all experiencing them to different degrees, although, but we're all experiencing this upset and this move from normality at the same time. It's not what we're going through, though. It's how we're going through what we're going through. It's not what we're going through. It's how we're going through it. So many are full of fear. Many are depressed, many are discouraged, many are struggling in the middle of this. Some are obsessing about potential conspiracies of how this might not even be a real thing. It's uh, somebody's conspiring to, to destroy us. We're stressed at what might happen. We're stressed at what could happen. Some Christ followers have put more attention on what the enemy might be doing than on what heaven is doing for them. The what ifs, the might be's the known and the unknown, and there's this unsettling, and it's knocked many of us back. But how are you doing today? How are you processing in the middle of this upset? How are you going to come through in a way that causes you to come through better, causes you to come through stronger? Because seasons like this come. We have this season right now that we're all getting exposed for how we're doing right now, but we will come through and we will reach the other side. The question is, how are we going to come through? You know, for me, it's easy to justify myself when I have what I had talked about at the beginning, when I have moments of irritability, it's easy to say, well, you know, it's all the stress that's going on, it's COVID-19, and if I wasn't in my house for so long, and and, uh, if my wife was kinder to me, if she hadn't bought those other shoes, or whatever it might be, we have all kinds of reasons, but all that this is exposing is really who we are on the inside, because who we are on the inside is going to come out on the outside, through our attitudes, through our actions, through our words, through our way we interact with people, all of it is getting exposed in these moments like this and as we enter into this new normal because whatever it is it's a new normal there's not only the shaking that's going on in the natural we also need to be aware that there is an enemy called satan whether you believe that or not there is an adversary against you there is one who wants to destroy you who wants you to never experience or be what god's called you to be one that comes through with green the one that comes through bearing fruit he wants to cause you to be stunted to not come through with hope to not walk through this valley with an anticipation of what God would do. 
And on top of that, Jeremiah comes along and he describes these two people or these two trees to represent two different kinds of people. One is a bush in the wasteland, alive, but barely surviving. The other is not only surviving, it's thriving. It's green, it's producing fruit. Same environment, different result. Are you a bush that's surviving right now? Or are you a bush or a tree that's thriving? In this season, in this new normal, I believe that God has called us to be people that would be thriving in the middle of this situation that we're going for. Why, do, why though do some people go backwards while other people seem to be able to move forward? Why do some come through times of trial and pressure and, and struggle and heat and times of lack and they come through better while other people come through bitter? Why do some people seem to be able to grow forward and come forward through looking better, sounding better, stronger than other people? I don't know if you've ever had a junky car before, but I have had a junky car before. I've had many junky cars before. Uh, if you've had a junky car before, or maybe you have one right now, put a little winky on the, the emoticon or just give a thumbs up. You have a junker or you've, uh, you, you uh, uh, may have one right now. Uh, junk, junkers are really interesting. I remember one that we had, which we were thankful for it. It was uh, a Dodge van, a 1984 ugly brown van. But this van, it was old and it was only good to get you from point A to point B in the small town that we lived in at the time. And it was able to do that. And, and it was limiting because of the vehicle that it was. It was it was not reliable. In fact, one time I remember us going to Victoria from Campbell River and we were driving, it overheated. And because this vehicle was unreliable, we always had, a, 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 I did, a toolbox in the back full of tools. And I remember we had I had to take that vehicle, the fan wasn't working, cut the wire and hook it up to the battery and leave it hooked up. So as long as we were moving, the, the fan never went off. Every time we stopped, I had to lift the hood, take the wire off so that it wouldn't kill the battery. You've had a junker before. That lack of reliability limited where we went. It limited our experiences. It limited our movement forward. We were able to survive and just get around, but we were not able to go far beyond where we were. And then we got a different van, a newer van, about 10 years, 13 years newer, and it was wonderful. It started when it was supposed to start. The windows went down when they were supposed to go down. They went up when they were supposed to go up. And we got to go and experience places that we hadn't been able to before. We went on a long road trip. We drove to Alberta. We visited family and friends. And then we went to, down into Idaho. We drove through there, went to an amusement park with our kids and visited friends. It was wonderful. We went into a new season because we had a reliable source. We had a reliable vehicle that was able to take us into the new season. And what are we relying on in this season? Are we relying on something that has no ability to move us forward? Or are we relying on something that can take us forward in this new season? One tree one person is trusting their ability. It says that they draw their strength from mere flesh and whose heart turns away from the Lord. 
This tree is, this person is trusting the economic system to survive. They're hoping that their situation and their relationship will change. They're, they're trusting their best. They're trusting their own strength. They're trusting their own ability. They're trusting their own smarts. They're trusting their own resources, their own willpower. And as long as those are good, they're good. But the heat has continued and the pressure has put on and the situation is bad. So many have moved into survival mode like that old Dodge van we're just getting by we can't go far but we're hanging in there but we're not called to just hang in there the other tree has the same challenges this tree this person is trusting a deeper source than their own ability it says that they trust in the Lord whose confidence it is him is in him it does not fear when he comes it does not fear when heat comes. Notice it doesn't say that heat does not come because the heat is on. It also says it does not worry when a year of drought comes. Sometimes there's a season that you walk through that feels like it's lack. And if, you're, if what you're relying on is only what is coming to you, you will not make it through into the new normal. But this person shows us the hotter it gets, the deeper it reaches. The longer the drought goes on, the farther their roots reach. This person is reaching a deeper source than just what's coming to it. This person is facing the uncertain future with the certainty of confidence in God. This person is pushing through the financial anxiety with a peace that passes understanding. This person is not withering despite the heat. This person is not shrinking back despite the ongoing drought. This person is reaching forward with hope. This person is reaching outward with a confidence. It's not surviving, but thriving and saying, God, I want to grow forward in this new normal. I don't want to shrink back. I don't want to be a stunted bush in the forest. I want to be growing stronger. I want to be growing forward in God that my season that I'm in does not determine the future of my life, that God, that I might let my roots grow down deep into who Jesus is. Because your finances are going to be challenged. Your relationships will be challenged. Your mental health will experience stress. <clears throat> your courage will be tested if it hasn't already. But will we survive or will we thrive? Will we go through this or we, will we go just survive in the middle of it? We have to be different in the middle of this new normal. If you're going to come through differently, you have to be different in it so you can be different when you go through it. How are you going to be different? How are you going to be different? What's going to be the new you in this new normal? Those that grow forward, it's not because they're smarter than you. It's not because they have a greater willpower it's not just because they have a sunnier disposition and an optimistic outlook. All those things are important, but that's not how someone grows forward in the middle of heat, in the middle of drought. One tree was dependent on itself and its environment for water. That's many of us. As long as we have the money, the job, the people, the popularity, the position, everything's going well, then we go well. But this speaks to the other tree that had a constant source of water that it always had access to. The source of your life 
determines the strength of your life. What is your source today? What are you really relying on today? Whether you're a follower of Jesus or you don't know who he is, where is the source of our strength? What is the water that he keeps referring to here? It hints at it in the text. It says, one who trusts in God makes God their confidence. In the Old Testament, another old prophet named Ezekiel wrote this. He said, he was speaking about water coming out of the temple of God. He had a vision of water coming out of the temple of God, a, a picture of water coming out of God's presence. And, and he says, this is what that water does. Fruit trees of all kinds will grow on both banks of that river. Their leaves will not wither, nor will their fruit fail. Their leaves don't wither. Their fruit doesn't fail. The same picture that Jeremiah the prophet used. So the water that comes through, the water that comes up from below represents God's presence. And it's vital for you to thrive in hot times, in dry times, in seasons of drought, in seasons of lack, in seasons of challenge and trial. You need another source. You need a deeper source than just simply what you can produce with your hands, what can come out of your mind, what you can make around you. You need another source. And fast forward 600 years after Ezekiel said that, God sent Jesus, and this is what Jesus said in the middle about it. He said, let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture says, rivers of living water will flow from within them. In other words, when Jesus comes inside of you, he brings the life of heaven in, in, inside of you and flows through you and with you. Jesus said, come to me. Your source is not a church service. Come to me. Your source is not a religious system. Come to me. Your source cannot be your human willpower. Come to me. Your source can cannot be your bank account. Come to me. Your source can, can only be Jesus. Only Jesus can fill the need, the longing of our heart for love, the longing of our heart for acceptance, the longing of our heart for forgiveness. Only Jesus can be the strength that we need to not only survive in this new normal, but thrive in this new normal. Only Jesus can bring you the life that you need, can bring you the joy that you need, can bring you the courage that you need. The source of your life determines the strength of your life. Jesus had 12 key followers that he called, or we call apostles, and they were men from all different walks of life. There was uh, fishermen and carpenters, and some of them we don't know. Uh, some of them were tax collectors, but they came from all walks of life, very ordinary, regular people. And when Jesus came, when they came to Jesus, they were, the, the Bible describes them as unschooled, as, as ordinary, very ordinary people. We see that they were, they had ego issues. We saw that they had insecurity issues. And when we follow their story, we see that they're not always doing very well. They're, they fight with each other. They have anger issues. They got all kinds of stuff going on in their life. Unschooled, ordinary, regular people. Ordinary, just like you, just like me. Ordinary ones that are trying to homeschool and do a job and maintain your sanity. Can I get an amen or a high five for that? Some of you are doing that. 
ordinary people that are just trying to make their way through life. Ordinary people that have a business and are trying to figure out how to make it. Ordinary people that are hearing the voice of fear trying to dictate and move their life forward. Ordinary people wondering how we will overcome in the middle of it. And these ordinary men that were unschooled, that had all kinds of issues, they they somehow moved beyond that. And we after Jesus was uh, died, buried, and, uh, and rose again and ascended back to heaven, he sent these men out as, as, as his ambassadors. And these ordinary, regular people with issues went out with Jesus inside of them. And they started preaching, and they started teaching, and they started performing miracles. And soon they were so popular that the religious leaders got jealous of them and put them into jail. And they brought them out in front of a court the next day and said, we want to... Uh, uh, you, you just to stop. We want you to stop doing what you're doing. We want you to adjust to the new normal. Jesus is gone and you're not going forward in this. You are not going to thrive. You're not going to move forward. There's no space for you. There's no place for you. We don't want you to stop. We don't want you to continue. Stop. And they threatened them with beating and they threatened them with their life. And it says this, these ordinary people then, all under all that threat, under all that heat, under all that pressure, we would expect those very ordinary men to wilt. But this is what they did. It says that they stood up and they began to declare afresh. They, they began to declare that Jesus was Lord, that God was good. They began to do what they were told they could not do. They started and moved in. And everybody saw it and says, when they saw the courage of Peter and John, they re realized that they were unschooled. They were ordinary men. They were astonished. And they took note that these men had been with Jesus. Jesus said, I am the source. I am the living water and these men had an encounter with the living water and they went from ordinary men unschooled men people with issues and they suddenly began to operate with courage they began to fight back with a new sense of purpose they did not shrink back they did not withdraw they continued to move into what God has for them they were not letting their situation determine how they were going to respond they were not letting the heat cause them to will they were not letting the pressure cause them to withdraw. They just leaned in and said, I've got a river inside of me. I've got heaven moving through me. Jesus himself is empowering me. Jesus himself is encouraging me. Jesus himself is strengthening me. And they model for us, if you're going to go further, if you're going to go forward, you have to go deeper. You cannot be a once a week person going to church once in a while. This has been exposed that we cannot be and live in a way where we went once in a while because because when the pressure's on, you will not go through thriving. You will barely, barely survive and you may not make it. You need to let your roots go down deeper into the presence of heaven. You need to let your roots go down deeper to draw, draw out of and tap into Jesus himself because we are not called to be survival people. We're called to be supernatural people. People that will stand and say in the middle of lack that my God supplies all my needs according to his riches and glory. People that will stand and face fear and say, fear you will not have my hope. Fear you will not have my family. Fear you will not have my business. And stand and face lack and say, God is my supply. He will supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. My roots go down deep into Jesus. With Jesus, I can find a courage in the middle of a storm. I can find peace that passes understanding. I can find strength that is beyond what I have. 
It's time to grow forward. It's time to grow forward. Let our roots grow down deep so we can stretch out high, so that we can have a, a bright vitality of life flowing through us and that there can be fruit through us. And I'm feeling more than ever a call back to the basics of what it means to follow Jesus. That we are more and more people of prayer. That we are more and more people of community. That we are more and more people of God's word. Not so that we can do some activity, but so that we can encounter and tap into the reality of the presence and the power of Jesus. Because the source of your life determines the strength of your life. And with God's help, with Jesus' help, we can come through thriving, not just surviving in this time. Do you want to thrive or do you want to just survive? We cannot reduce Christianity down to seven principles for a healthy marriage or, or four things that you need to do to have to win at life. We can't reduce Christianity down to attending a service, which many of us have done. We cannot reduce Christianity down to, well, I'm a good person. We cannot reduce Christianity to just be a simply a program that helps us in our life. It's all fine, but none of that can be our source. It's not about a place. It's about a person. It's about a person named Jesus. It's not about a place or a building. Your life cannot be about what you have. It cannot be about what you wear. It cannot be about how much money is in your bank account because you will not make it through. In this new normal, we have to put our roots down deeper. We have to stretch out farther. Though everything within us wants to shrink back, we must lean in stronger than ever before that we can say that I'm walking with God in a new way, in a new fresh way for this new season, that I'm not going to allow this new normal to cause me to conform and shrink and to withdraw, but I'm going to allow Jesus to reach in deep into my heart and cause me to grow up in him and cause me to be strong in him and cause me to move forward in him that I might be under pressure but I am pushing back with the power of heaven. I might feel overwhelmed but heaven is welling up inside of me. And look what God wants to do through you. Lean in. Lean in. Ezekiel 47 and 2, 12, sorry, talks about this. It says, their leaves will not wither, nor will their fruit fail. We already talked about this, but here's what happens. Every month, this is supernatural, they will bear fruit because the water from the sanctuary flows. Their fruit will serve for food and their leaves for healing. When the supernatural flow of Jesus begins to touch you on the inside. It does something supernatural in you. Look what it says. It says, every month I produce, they produce fruit. In other words, where regularly once or twice a year you brought forth fruit, now in, even in a difficult season, begin to have an expectancy that God would bring forth fruitfulness out of your life. That God will cause you to expand in this difficult season. Not because of what's going on around you, but because of the water that you're drawing up. The very presence of Jesus that like these ordinary, unschooled, uh, obstinate men called the disciples as they had an encounter with Jesus they were transformed from the inside out they began to move forward into new places because the source of your life is the strength of your life notice that there is strength there there is fruit there the beautiful thing about fruit 
It's wonderful to have a nice green plant in your house, but it's much, much nicer when, when that plant can produce fruit. I've planted a lot of gardens before, and green plants are fine. But if I want food, I want it to produce fruit. And some of us are in survival mode. We're like that stunted bush. But in this new season, believe and say, God, I ask that you would cause me to not just survive, but there will be a greenness in my life. There will be a health in my life. There will be a strength in my life. When I feel like I'm overwhelmed, that heaven is helping me. And not only that, that there is a fruitfulness out of my life. In other words, not just for me and me to survive, but out of my life would flow hope. Out of my life would flow peace. Out of my life would flow joy because it's not something worked up. It's just a fruit that comes out of my life as I allow and surrender and invite Jesus to come in and fill me and begin to be with him again afresh in prayer. Begin to be with him afresh in the word. Begin to be with him afresh in groups of people encouraging and strengthening wonder. A new normal, a new you for this new season. Jesus is not on a retreat. Even if the pandemic is, seems to be pushing, Jesus is not on a retreat and neither should we be. Jesus is not going backward and neither should I be. Jesus is not in survival mode and neither should I be. Yes, I may have lost. Yes, I may be weeping. Yes, I may be going through trouble right now, but I'm not going to get through by myself. I'm going to get through when my roots go down deep into Jesus. Every month I'm bearing fruit on, on January and February and March and April, whatever season you're in, what you're going through is not dic dic dictating what's going to come out of you. You're going to bear fruit in this season. There's going to be life flowing through you in this season. And even say it out loud to yourself right now or the people around you. I am bearing fruit. I am growing forward. I am bearing fruit. I am growing forward. I might be persecuted, but I'm not abandoned. I might be hard pressed, but I am coming through. I might be knocked down right now, but I'm getting up because greater is he that's within me than he that is in the world. What's your source right now? What's your source right now? What's your source right now? Is it only external? Because that is all being shaken. Is it eternal? Something deeper? What's the source of your life? Because the source of your life is the strength of your life. The source of your life determines the strength of your life. What's inside of you determines what comes out of you. And even as someone comments on there right now, Impam Moses, no, we are more than a conqueror. We are moving forward in God. We are more than a conqueror through him who loves us. But you must have Jesus inside. He must be that well of water welling up within you. And not just some decision that you made many years ago or some word that you prayed or some prayer, but the very living Jesus living up within you. And there's a way to know whether that well is stopped up, whether that river is kind of dammed up. If what's coming out of you is not God-like, is not like Jesus, if there's no generosity coming out of us, if there's no peace coming out of us, if there's little joy coming out of us, if there's little hope inside of us, then that tells us that we need to let our roots go down a little deeper. That's not a condemning thing. That's not a work it up thing. That's a surrender thing. Surrender and inviting Jesus to come in and afresh. Some of us have never made Jesus the forgiver and leader of our life. 
and you can continue to trust what's around you or you can invite Jesus to come inside of you. Surrender your life and say, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. It's just as simple as A, B, C. One, uh, or A is acknowledge that I'm a sinner. God, I need you. B, believe that Jesus came to die and pay the price for your sin by rising again. And C, just confess that he's the forgiver and leader of your life. Acknowledge, believe, and confess. And if, you will, if you're feeling that this morning, say, I want a source that's deeper than what I have, it's deeper than my ability, it's deeper than what, I, what is going on around me, then put your trust in Jesus and allow him to begin to build you from the inside. And if you pray that prayer, we're gonna pray that prayer in a moment to surrender our lives to Jesus. But there are others who know that they have Jesus inside of them, but also know that he's not flowing through us very well. And it's time to go deeper. It's time to get back to your Bible. It's time to get back to prayer. It's time to get back in relationship. And I want to invite you to do that in this next season by joining a virtual uh, a group online uh, where you can pray with someone, where you can be encouraged by someone, where you can read uh, the Bible together and be strengthened and come to be with Jesus together. Go to horizonfam.ca, join a group and continue to grow forward together. But I'm going to pray right now for two people people who might feel like they're stunted, their life is not what it is meant to be, that they're not living out the call of God. We're gonna pray and you're gonna surrender your life to Jesus and begin a journey with a new well of water, Jesus himself, the, the heaven that uh, moving wind in and through you. And then I'm gonna pray for a second group, the people that say, Pastor, I, I, that well is there, I know, but it's been stopped up by fear and anxiety and sin and all kinds of things. And I want a fresh flow of God in my life. If, if you're one of those people, please join me in prayer. If you're not one of those people, then you're going to join with me and begin to pray for, for people all around you. You pray for your family. Pray for those that you know. Pray for those that are watching or will watch. And so, Jesus, we thank you that you're the source of our life. Lord, we acknowledge, Lord, I know that some right now are making a decision for Jesus for the very first time and are moving from uh, self-survival and self-ability and, and self-making uh, it in life and saying, Jesus, I surrendered my life to you. I acknowledge that I'm a sinner. I believe that you died, buried, and rose again for me. And I confess that you are the forgiver and the leader of my life. I need you. And if you prayed that prayer, then heaven is rejoicing with you. And I'm also praying right now, Father, for those of our our family and those that are watching that are feeling overwhelmed in this season that say that I know that I know Jesus, but I need a fresh release of that. Just right now, even put your hands in a, in a receiving posture and say, Holy Spirit, I welcome you afresh. Fill me afresh in this season that I, that out of me will flow a river of living water, that, that hope will flow through me. There'll be a fresh fruitfulness in this season that I will come through strong, that I will come through with a new normal in me, that I will come through with love life and thriving, not just surviving. Today is a new day. And Lord, we thank you for what you're doing in us. We thank you for what you're doing through us. And Lord, I pray for the people around us, our city, our nation, the world, Lord, that we would be a lighthouse, that, that every follower of Jesus will be a lighthouse of hope, will be, a, will be an overflow, a fruitful vine in Jesus' name. 
Well, family, over the next few weeks, this was all about what I wanted to paint a picture this morning of what I believe is possible in the middle of a dry and a, a drought time. But over the next couple, uh, two or three weeks, we're going to talk about how you can do that, how you can get rid of some things, how you can add some things, how you can experience the life of Jesus in you and through you so that you can come out stronger, you can come out thriving in this season. Remember that the source of your life determines the strength of your life. And if it's Jesus, then he's going to move in and through you. Wherever you're at, I want to pray for you. And we will be praying for you, I should say, over this next week. God bless you. Hope you have a wonderful day. Share this with somebody on your page. Let others know so that the hope of Jesus can be the hope of many, many people in a challenging season. God bless you. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed this message from Horizon Church. To find your next step, visit horizonfam.ca. Have a great week.